Tulsa to Tunisia, Boston to Bogota. All united through webmasterradio.fm. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin of WebmasterRadio.fm, and I am joined by the very charismatic, charming, and oh-so-handsome Mick Jolly. I'm blushing. Of PR Web. <laughs> How are you? Very good, Brandy. Very good. So we, How about yourself? You know, so I'm doing amazing. I am doing amazing. Well, you know, you, you, you are amazing. We've had an amazing uh, six months of working together on the uh, program thus far and had some uh, outstanding opportunities to speak to a lot of different folks out there. So, yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. It's been good. Very true. Very true. You know, and it's, it's great for us to be able to deliver programming that really makes a difference in people's lives. You know, help them take a look at what they're doing currently and seeing if maybe doing things a little bit different would work for them, or perhaps their same approach is what is right for them, and take them into a different world where they haven't looked before, and see if they can adopt some programs that other industries are using. Very true, very true. And we got to hear about a lot, a lot of different industries and their approaches to marketing products and services. There's been been some uh, interesting folks, not only from a uh, marketing standpoint, but from a true, uh, you know, to the to the core public relations standpoint, working with everything from reputation management with crisis and you name it. So it's been good. True. You know what? It's interesting. This is sort of an off the side sort of a thing. But um, last Thursday, you heard what Darren did to me, correct? I'm not sure. You better (laughs) fill us all in. Okay. Well. (laughs) See if I remember. Let's see if I can. Let me dig back into your memory. Interesting enough, you know, we're live radio and sometimes guests mean well, but they can't always do what they say they were going to do. And just like our guest for today, they ended up uh, getting stuck on a plane unintentionally and weren't able to make it to the radio show. I had enough time to replace the guest for Rainmaker. And Darren said to me, oh, no, we've got this covered. I've got it covered. Don't you worry. And he told me that we were going to be interviewing someone whom I respect a lot. I just was going to be a dry interview, like a very technical, hardcore interview. And it was pouring here. And I was already feeling soggy, so I really wasn't up for that. Well, I sat down for the interview, and the next thing I know, it's a really good girlfriend's voice in my ear, okay? And I was really caught off guard. Well, what Darren decided to do was make it a tribute, because it was our second year anniversary on Monday, do a Brandy tribute. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> which Very was, good. Which was pretty exciting. And long story short, he ended up surprising me by taking me up to Boston, and I got to go home, and I got to show him you know, where I was from, and we, you know, walked the hallowed halls of Boston, and I showed him where the uh, Spirit of 76 painting hung in Marblehead's Town Hall, which is also the birthplace of the American Navy, probably the flowering of my, no, I'm not going there, but, (laughs) 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 but, but, uh, no, it wasn't, Um, it just sounded good to put it there, Uh, 
we had a really just an amazing amazing time but interesting enough we went to fly back and talk about crisis management that stuck out of my head we entered i've never had this happen before we entered logan airport and they're making announcements there's bad weather up and down the eastern coast if you are flying out this evening and you choose to take your plane and your plane connects someplace else they cannot guarantee that you're going to get on that connecting flight and not only are they not going to guarantee that you're not getting on your, connect, your connecting flight, but they're not going to pay for any food or any lodging. You get on under your, you know, your own recognizance. That's it. Because you've been forewarned about the bad weather situation. Right. I've mm. never experienced anything like that. That's a good like PR that. move on their part. <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs> well, um, depends on what you want to relate to the public, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? And I and I totally took you for a left hand turn, but for some reason you said crisis management. I was it, this popped out of my head because I thought when we were sitting at the gate because we did foolishly put our luggage through, and each airline was making their own announcements, and all the announcements were something like very different. If you get on this plane, you may be sitting on the tarmac. We're trying to push the planes out as quickly as possible. Come on, we're getting off the air. You know, we're getting off the tarmac as soon as possible. Your flight is still delayed another 90 minutes. We're not sure how long your flight's delayed. And these, these messages were bouncing back and forth throughout the terminal. And I thought, how utterly bizarre that they would have these messaging. Because at the end of the day, even though the, the airlines are all different, first of all, to leave that to someone who's, like, let's say, not a, a marketing representative of them, to come out and give their messaging for them, I thought was kind of odd. And then to have all of the other airlines saying something just a little different, just enough a little different that when people don't know, they get upset. When they start hearing things being bellowed out in the halls, they react to what the other airline, not their own airline is saying. And I've never seen so much hostility and people getting upset in my life. Wow. Me, I could care less. I was like, well, stick me in Boston. So which which airline do you think handled the situation well? <clears throat> Um, honestly, none of them, <laughs> none of them, none of them. I, I will say the lady out in front at, we, we flew us air, which was actually, I gotta take this off. Here we go. Um, which was a horrible experience. I was very unimpressed with us air, but the woman at the front counter at the ticketing counter of us air was actually just very charming and nice. and was very upfront. I don't know what's happening. We can't, we can't commit to anything with you, but we promise to do the best that we can, which is appreciated. Um, Independence Air was making announcements to people. I think they were the worst. They were making announcements to people saying, um, if you get on this plane, you can't use the bathroom because we're being considered active taxi. So, what? Yeah, yeah. So no, okay, now they also did this at US Air too when we, when we started to take off and this is, but they were announcing this in the hallway. Everybody please go to the bathroom <laughs> before you get on the plane because you won't be able to use the can. <laughs> oh boy. When you get on the plane because you may be on the tarmac for an hour and a half. So yeah, they don't want to fill it up ahead of time or something, huh? Well, no, 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 because if you're, if you're active on the tarmac. Oh it, yeah, it's going to. The plane's in motion. So mm. technically, quote unquote, someone could get you hurt. You got to stay seated, right? Seat belt on, all that, right? I've been sitting on my hands over here. <laughs> Mac, how you doing? Very good, very good. I gotta jump in here because you know what? I, I gotta, I gotta tell you. And this is this is a matter of opinion. 
This does not reflect the views or opinions <laughs> of the management or ownership of this station. However, my U.S. Air experience sucked. Well, I, right? I'm, I'm with you on that. How's this? How's this? When we were getting ready to get off the plane, they asked us. Oh, no, this was great. great this, this was great. I forgot about They this. asked us <laughs> to clean our seat and the seat of the person next to us. <laughs> Because U.S. Air is no longer cleaning the planes in the middle of the day. They only clean the planes one time a day, and that's at, that's, that's at the end of the plane like shift. Like a midnight run at or midnight, something. Yeah, after their last run of the day. So they ask the passengers to clean their seat and the seat of the person next to them if the person next to them doesn't clean up. They want the passengers to. That's like you know going to a hotel and and them you know you making you clean. Yeah, change your sheets. And yeah, you know <laughs> what the, the hell is that all about? Yeah, scrub that toilet and, and clean that tub. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I just I, I had to jump in there. It's it. it, it yeah, I, I've flown U.S. Air a number of times and over the last uh, four or five years, and I, I've seen them go into steady decline. Where you know even the snack crackers seem like they were disappearing. I mean, it, they they've had one bad experience after another and, and one time being stuck on a, uh, on a on a tarmac in a very similar situation to what you folks are talking about. You know, we left left the gate and it was very much a, an hour and a half on the ground before we ever got to, to go. And then, you know, end of story. I had a similar situation with Alaska. Now, Alaska, there was some little door that's open on the back, back of the plane, some little, I don't, I don't know what it is. Oh, I think it's a dwarf. It was just this little door. It was a, it's a, some little door that's up along, built on the tail of the plane. And it can be, you can fly with it completely open or you can fly with it completely shut. But the policy of the airline was that it had to be either completely open or completely shut. Boeing, the manufacturer of the airplane, said it didn't matter. But because it was stuck in the, in the middle position, we had to wait for, an, for the FAA to give an approval to override the airline's own policy. <laughs> and it's on a Sunday, so you try and find a FAA official, right? Person that can do that on a on a Sunday, you know. So the the difference was though, we we went through our. They actually served us a, a lunch while earlier, so we didn't. We ended up getting shorted in terms of lunch being in the middle of flight because they went ahead and gave us something to eat while we're on the flight, um, or, or on the on the ground, should say. And um, the stewardess, you know, took good care of us that way. Um, people were able to get up and use the bathroom. Um, you know, we're just stuck there, <laughs> and, and and so they didn't they didn't inhibit that. But then beyond that, I got a uh, an email afterwards, and they'd given me an extra two thousand airline miles for my inconvenience. Oh, yeah. So I mean, so okay. it's a whole different it's a whole different approach. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a small thing, but, but it it's just the difference. fact that they acknowledged we were on the ground an extra hour and a half. We inconvenienced these passengers. Yeah, they they didn't necessarily want to get hosed on the whole cost of the flight and give everybody free tickets, but they gave you know. They at least acknowledged and gave airline miles. You know what? And that is important because on the way out, we did get lucky. Um, you know, very quickly they we got on we got on a plane. They ended up having to deboard us because or un deplane us. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, they made us get off the plane because there was something wrong with the thrusters, and they had to rebook the entire plane to go out on various planes. And they were very cool about looking into other airlines to send us on without charging us additional money. And they actually, you know, and they brought in a lot of extra people to be able to pull through the people as quickly as possible so people weren't waiting exorbitant amount of time in line. But I think there's ways of handling things. I think everyone can understand when something goes wrong, but someone actually appreciates the fact that you are a patron of a company 
like the airline and that they appreciate you when they're taking something bad and turning it into something good. I think that's what creates loyal customers, and that's a there total PR policy. Absolutely, because so, bad things are going to happen, inconvenient things are going to happen, the unexpected will happen because it's unexpected, but uh, it's how you handle it afterwards. This is true. Yeah, are, you, are you solving the problem, or are you, or are you trying to deflect the blame? You know, if you're trying to solve the problem, you know, that, that goes a long ways versus trying to deflect the blame. Well, exactly. And you can put a smile on someone's face, too, even in the worst circumstances. And talking about putting a smile on someone's face, let's put a smile on all of our advertisers' faces. We'll be right back with Cover Story. All right, perfect. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet offering you domain registration hosting, domain sales and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R dot com. More than a name. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com. Making sure your mother is always proud. So they got pretty good food here, huh? Uh Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pass the salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts, mm-hmm. plus their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and mm-hmm. tells me how much I earn from each advertisement. Wow. And that sound better? Pass the pepper. Wow, thanks for the tip. I'm going to give ValueClick Media a try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at ValueClickMedia.com. Boxer shorts or blazer? Come dressed as you are at WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this awesome edition of Cover Story. I'm Brandy Shapiro-Babbin, and I'm joined again with Mick Jolly of PR Web. Howdy, howdy. Hey, you. So I totally took you for a left-hand turn there. You, you did, but that's okay. You know, that that it's all in how that situation is handled, you know, and, uh, you know, we can look at lots of other great companies out there and how they've handled things that could have been public relations nightmares. And, and you think of Johnson & Johnson and their, their Tylenol scare from Absolutely. some years ago where Tylenol was being tampered with. So, you know, they... They didn't just remove it in Chicago or just remove it in, in New York. They removed Tylenol from the shelves everywhere. What a costly thing. Take all their, their product and just totally remove it all, destroy it all. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what, but what, that, what that message that sends to the public? It's like, gee whiz, these people are proactive. It's not even their fault. Somebody's out there messing with their stuff. And they and yet care they're, they're taking this very active role to make sure that not only is the, is the original nutcase not able to uh, tamper with their product, but, you know, avoid the copycat syndrome. And yet you take a certain competitor of theirs that had a similar incident, mm-hmm. but it only occurred in in uh, Colorado. Well, they only removed the product off the shelves of Colorado. You know, and people, people took note. People took note that they did not take the same initiative, even though, you know, it had proven to be the right thing to do. 
um, by Johnson Johnson's example earlier on, uh, this competitive competitor company that's also very well known brand name uh, did not do the do the same, and and uh, you know they lost some market share because of that. They lost a certain amount of public trust, and that's you know not you know from a business standpoint, yeah, just take it off of Colorado. That's where the problem is. But right, you know, I think it just showed a much greater community interest in or companies like Merck that you know they spend great amounts of money developing a product uh, that can solve a problem like river blindness. Well, we don't have a big river blindness problem here in the United <laughs> States. Fortunately, you know, right, right. We, we don't. And uh, so they, they realized, you know, while they, they developed a product, not worrying about the market, but because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then they, they ended up donating, you know, millions of dollars of this, this product that's been produced uh, for third world nations and been able to help cure river blindness issues in, in, in many, many countries in South America and Africa. And, and uh, you know, it's something the Carter Center is very actively involved with uh, trying to promote is overcoming river blindness in some of these third world nations. You know, what a community caretaking impression that gives for Merck as Absolutely. opposed to Pfizer, which has been, you know, much more, uh, you know, profit driven. It's like, hey, if we can't make a buck, <laughs> you know, right, it's all about the, the little blue pill. You know, is, is that really Pfizer's attitude? Maybe not. But, you know, people take note of these good community caretaking, public relations type of, of, of initiatives, such as that by Merck. And, and they notice when, another, when a competitor is involved to a lesser degree in some of those same initiatives. No, and you know something? I think you hit the nail on the head. And if you, if, you, if you look at it from a certain perspective, I can't imagine what the cost would be, let's say, for Tylenol to go in, for Johnson & Johnson to pull all the pills off the counters for oh, Tylenol. huge. But on the flip side of things, when you look at what Tylenol or Johnson & Johnson spends, just for like that, that, that um, product segment on advertising, yeah. monthly, quarterly, whatever, <clears throat> that probably did them more good over the long haul than any other marketing or PR strategy for them. Because it got, reach, right. it got reached. It was able to reach, because it, first of all, it stayed in the news. That for nutcase, yeah, right? The news bites of Johnson Johnson taking a proactive step at protecting the American public was overwhelming. Right. So here, here you are, and what's the best for you know the best form of advertising and PR, and what gives you credibility is someone else speaking about you, other credible sources speaking about you, and endorsing you and embracing you. So, from an ad from an ad buy standpoint, you can do all sorts of fandangled, funky things and put yourself in People Magazine and all of these places where people are physically going to see you. You can put out a press release saying hey, we're doing all of this great stuff. But once that press release goes out there saying this is what we are doing and you have some you know, seasoned PR professionals out there speaking to um, the communities that are most important to you, that gets you a ton, a ton of mileage. And it Very makes good. people a lot more confident too in purchasing the product long-term because they know that not only has it gone through the regular Q&A steps, it's, being, it's like an insurance policy. It's even gone above and beyond. Very and, true. And like... <laughs> Yeah. That that being said, I, I've got to say that um, you know, put in a shameless uh, statement about PR Web. I'm so proud of some of our our users and so pleased with them. We were uh, attending a, a conference called Book Expo America. It's the largest uh, book publishing event in the nation, if not the world, and has somewhere in the neighborhood of of forty thousand visitors that come through during during the week that it's, it's running. So we were we were there presenting on on or not presenting but exhibiting uh, our service on Friday Saturday. Sunday. And it was so refreshing to have so many users come up and say, hey, we, we love your product. We love what you're doing. But you know, the real power was when you're there talking to somebody else that was not familiar with your service and you had a, had a user come up and say, 
hey, I use these guys all the time. They're great. Right. You know, that type of statement. I mean, people took note, and, and we've noticed just since the show, which we left and, and came back, uh, we, we closed the show on Sunday and, and then um, traveled back on Monday, and we've noticed just in the last couple of days we've had a whole lot of uh, writers, publishers, and, and other folks who were associated with that event, that community, that are, you know, calling in and, and, and uploading uh, press releases. And, 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 it's, and again, a lot of that had to do with the fact that it, it, there were third parties there that had nothing to gain by saying, hey, this is a good service, you know, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, it was said in so many different ways, and, and, and we, were, we were very very pleased. But it's that word-of-mouth thing. So I, it helped us, you know, to know, hey, we're, we're doing something good here. It helped us also to not only gain some credibility, but it helped us to, to be reinforced that we're doing the right thing when, when the uh, third party was uh, speaking up on our behalf. And, and I think that's uh, something we spoke about not too long ago was RSS feeds and blogs and, mm-hmm, and corporate blogs and how that can be a nice tool as well for you to get instant feedback from your public so you can adjust you know, and, and the, the credibility of a, of a corporate blog if somebody says something bad uh, about your company, your product, your service. Mm-hmm. The fact that you come, come to, to, the, to the rescue again, instead, of saying, instead of defending your product or service and, and throwing mud, saying, hey, well, sorry this problem occurred, let me see if I can help you fix it. Again, there's corporations that have been able to uh, avoid some pretty serious uh, snafus with regards to, to certain uh, product launches by listening early to that blogging community that's uh, out there writing their, their, you know, about their um, experience with their products or services. So anyway, yeah, it, was, you know, it, was, it was a fun yeah. event, though, and, and it just reinforced some of these basic principles that we've been talking about for the last six months. Well, you know what? And it's true. And first of all, because, you know, I, I'm like... Add me to the top of your long list of fans. I mean, I'm a huge supporter and fan. We all are here. Well, thank you. Of, of PR Web. And it's nice just because you guys are so accessible to everyone. You know, I, I, if someone needs something at four o'clock in the morning, there's always someone on, you know, to speak to. You guys are awesome in helping people, you know, write their oh. press releases, position their press releases, really making sure that prior to something goes out, you guys check everything that goes out the door, which is so important. And because you do have such a heart and a passion for it, Above and beyond getting even more sales, it's just nice to know that, wow, what I'm doing is really well-received, and they like us as much as we love us. There you go. Right? No, it is. It's nice to have a gauge that, hey, you're, you're, you're doing something right. People are, people are listening. People are taking notice. And, you know, and when there's concerns, if we can adjust them and then, you know, adjust for those concerns and, and basically eliminate that from being a concern for future users, then we can learn from you know, the user. So learn, you know, if we can learn from the mistakes, learn from the problems and hopefully turn those problems into, into a a positive experience for Mm -hmm. the individual who, you know, originally wrestled with a difficulty, then, then uh, we can all come out ahead and have hopefully a a better service. And I think that applies across the board, no matter what industry you're in. Oh, a hundred percent. How you, uh, pursue, um, you know, excellence in, in what you're doing. And, you know, we've, we feel like from this side of the, of the uh, table that we have a long ways to go. And I'm sure every, every uh, company out there that's truly interested in improving themselves feels the same. And, and I know you and, and Darren and, and those that work with you in the radio show feel like, hey, you've got a long ways to go. But that, that lack of being satisfied is, is a good thing because it helps you from, keep you from becoming stagnated. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, just... You know, you, 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 the moment you think that you've arrived, that's the moment you start flipping backwards, you know. And, and we've seen it over and over again in, in, in all kinds of, uh, you know, professions. I mean, you take, your, take your favorite athlete. When he stops training hard, 
He's no longer your favorite athlete. <laughs> right. It's true. It's unfortunate because we are, we are sort of fair weather fans in that regard. But I think... And customers, you know, they, they may like you, but, you know, they're interested in what you can do for them. You know, what, what, can, you, what can you offer me, you know? But I do think that, you know, we had on Adam Mursky from Vocecom.com. And, uh, you know, he was talking about the fact that our culture has become more and more receptive to people not looking so polished and perfect all the time. So like what you were saying, when people have blogs or they're beta testing a product and coming out and saying, hey, you know what, this may not be perfect. There may still be bugs in here, but we'd really appreciate your feedback on it. That it used to be that people were so uptight, maybe, you know, but they were just trying, they, they positioned themselves more to be polished when they spoke, to really be careful about what they said when they were representing a company, what they unveiled for a launch, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, remember that that whole show that we did with him was really regarding um, having an open dialogue with people that are your either your customer base or your potential customer base, and allowing them to help contribute to the direction of the company. Very and good. Also, like what we do here on Webmaster Radio, that we find very helpful for people is our clients are given some of our clients are given town hall meetings, and what's awesome about these town hall meetings is it really allows. Um, you know, we have people come on from various companies and they talk about, you know, this is who we are. This is where we came from. If, you know, clients have bad habits using their system or they're not maximizing themselves, it gives them an opportunity to quote unquote, grow them up and maybe bring on a case study, a success story, then open it up to Q and A. And the neat thing is, is hearing from the various people that have done these, um, you know, town hall meetings with us is the, what's the word I'm looking for? I just look at my hamster just slipped the wheel. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> That's horrible. There you go. Uh, but it's a response, like the relevant and instant feedback that they get, because sometimes it's the feedback that they didn't expect. Like people are using their system in a way that, wow, they never thought someone was using and making money from it. Or it was they they found a shortcut and things were made easier. Or that they were actually ticked off at the company because the company was doing something that so easily could have been changed, but people were just walking they were abandoning a program. Versus staying with the program over something that was so simple because their eyes were focused on something different. Yeah, sometimes you have to come to a realization of uh, what it is that you that you really do. Um, you know, if you're a grocery store chain that's also you know building little strip malls around your store, are you really a grocery store chain or are you a real estate company? You know, there's well, put. You, you have to take a look and say, you know, everybody may identify you as a grocery store, but what's your real What's your real business? Be willing to adjust and say, well, this is where the profitability is, or this is where we can be of best service. And and uh, I think of uh, you know the, the modern technology that we have with RSS feeds and blogs and all these things. We can get instant feedback for things that you know. Um, remember Barry Schwartz when he came on back in December with us, mm-hmm. uh, and and he you know did some amazing things in terms of his forty year career. And uh, one of the things that uh, he talked about was introducing Legos. Now. Not having the advantage that we we now have, if we can harness technology that that's in place and and the uh, the uh, quick uh, mediums for communication that are in place now with uh, computer based technology, he he introduced Legos and and uh, later on introduced the Rubik's cube. Well, with the Rubik's cube, he went through a whole lot, uh, and and you and I learned this together, his experience. And uh, just to recap for our users, he learned a whole lot about the perception of the public long before he did his official launch because he didn't have a, a blog to go to. He went to universities and he put on these little competitions for who could solve the Rubik's Cube the fastest and, and created a little bit of buzz and publicity. But he also was able to utilize that as an opportunity to study 
the uh, customer's reaction and 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 you know when where he thought he was going to sell maybe what was it he said something in the neighborhood of like six hundred thousand units he ended up going on and sell millions and millions of units right these, right these Rubik's cubes and it became one of the most popular toys ever oh the most and, frustrating uh, and, toys ever yeah <laughs> it, it was and it was a profitable item for him and and mm-hmm. Legos you know he, he had some similar experiences in how he introduced those but. And he applied those same principles to financial services and other areas where he tests the market nowadays. We can, you know, we can really uh, test our public reaction much more quickly with online surveys and blogs. And uh, there's, there's, we just have so many more resources uh, available for us to gauge market perception and then hopefully deliver the, uh, the, the audience um, for Webmaster Radio or the, or the users of PR Web or whatever company it may be, whatever their customer base may be. What they're, what's useful to them, what they want, what they need. And uh, so I, I think there's lessons learned regardless of time. There's, uh, you know, 40 years ago or, or, or present, there's some basic fundamentals. It's just now we have more tools to address those, exactly. those, uh, those needs and concerns. Exactly. Barry Schwartz, he was, he was fascinating. I enjoyed having him on the show so much. Oh. I appreciate you bringing him on board because that, that was a learning experience. Well, it was, and it was so interesting to listen. You know, when you listen to the steps he took, you know, it, um, I forget who said this, but it's true. People get caught up in the complexity and ambiguity of things where everything in life is simple. He really did a great job of breaking things down to the lowest common denominator to launch both Rubik's Cubes and Lego. And when he like reverse engineered it for us on the radio, it was so simple and easy to see. But to think about, wow, how would I launch that? How would I take something that really sort of seems pseudo insignificant and kind of like, you know, like a phenomenon, like a pet rock? There you go. <laughs> and, right? And grow it into something that became, it's still, it's an institution. You know, it's a heritage piece of every child's upbringing. And the past 25 years are Legos and the Rubik's Cube. There you go. I mean, that's legacy for him. So um, why don't we go ahead? We will take a break and we'll be right back with Cover Story. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? So they got pretty good food here, huh? Uh Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh, yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pass the salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts, Mm. plus their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and tells me how much I earn from each advertisement. Wow. Doesn't that sound better? Pass the pepper. Wow, thanks for the tip. I'm going to give ValueClick Media a try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at ValueClickMedia.com. There's a lot of webmasters out there, and they all have traffic to send you. For them to send you traffic, they need to know who you are. Want to reach them? Heck, you need to reach them. To reach them, you need to be where they are. You need to speak their language. You need to tell them how you're all going to make money together sending traffic to your sites. Webmaster Radio is the place to reach them. Webmaster Radio is the place where webmasters, affiliate programs, and internet businesses come together to learn, share, connect. Connect and do business. Use banners? Buttons? Sure, you've got those here. But if you want to put out the message that not only tells them what you do, but the spirit of your company, Webmaster Radio is the place. We'll put out a professionally produced radio spot that can be informative, entertaining, even silly. It'll get your message out to the Webmaster community. And hey, we'll all do more business. Webmaster Radio, where everybody learns to make more money. 
Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm, your home for B2B. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story. This is Brandy. I can't say my name again because it's too damn long. <laughs> and this is Mick Jolly. And Mick Jolly with PR Web. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, hey. you. So this Glad to is... be back. Glad to be back. Well, I was thinking about um, while I was sitting here listening to our, our promos and things, one of the uh, other little lessons we learned, and you may recall the uh, visit we had with Dan Seidman a little while back from salesautopsy.com. Now, while he's a sales guy um, on one side or talks about sales and marketing, I think the lesson that uh, that I'd like to remind our users of is the idea of being nice to everyone. Ah. And we talked a bit yep. Jim, about that. Yeah, the cactus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, you, you never know who is going to be the gatekeeper. Um, too often people worry about, you know, particularly from a marketing standpoint and, and uh, a PR standpoint on occasions too, is getting to that top person, getting to that decision maker. But what happens is uh, when we're nice to, to all the other gatekeepers along the way from the reception on up to, to whoever it is that's middle management or whatever that may be, if we're nice to those people and we can win those people, when that decision maker is looking for some counsel on who to go to or what services to employ or what to use, there's an opportunity for those people to step in and say, well, you know, I'm familiar with so-and-so. And because they already have a relationship of trust with that decision maker, their input is going to be much more powerful in many instances than you going directly to the decision maker. Because, okay. you know, he's going, to, he's going to assess that there's already a, a level of, of, uh, of credibility because his own people trust you. Well, you know what? See, now I'm going to agree with you partially and I'm going to disagree with you partially. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, from the beginning. Um, I agree. Be nice to everyone. Be nice to everyone because, you know what, at the end of the day, first of all, like, Happiness exudes happiness, and yeah. that's contagious, you know, and if you're just a jerk to people, it's not going to make you feel good about yourself, and, you know, just like karmically speaking, it's just... No, nice. no, hey, there's a point there. It's a good rule of thumb. The yeah, second, you walk away your own energy levels down a little bit. Oh, yeah, like when I, when I call up and I speak to Megan at PR Web, and she's always so nice and so up, it makes me feel... I, I'm, I'm nice. I feel... Yeah, I feel yeah. It gives me better energy. So there that's, you go. that's number one. Number two is, like you said... First of all, you never know the guy who is like your account exec at a certain company and, you know, was someone that, oh, he didn't really want to deal with and it was a time waster or whatever, could be the next president of a huge company that you really want to do business with. So find something about everyone that you like and be nice to them. Treat people, you know, like your mom always told you, treat people as you'd like to be treated. There you go. Kind of the golden rule there. hundred um, percent. I am a very firm believer of it is easier to fall down a flight of stairs than it is to crawl back up. <laughs> Terrible illusion. Who wants to fall? Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so my, my mentality is I would much rather call in if I'm going to be doing business with a company. I would much rather call in to the president of a company. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. If the president and I and I and I'm doing this backwards from what you said, although I think what you said has merit, but you know, we have to we can't always agree, you and I. It's too much of a no, love no, fest. Hey, people get sick fair, listening to it? us. No, people get sick listening to us, it's horrible. So <laughs> But but the mentality, from, from my mentality, is this. If I call up and I speak to the president of a company, and let's say he's not the right person, because you know what, he's a, he's a delegating guy. And he says to me, no, you need to speak to so-and-so. 
when I call so-and-so who is a decision maker, let's say for that, or maybe they're not the decision maker, but they're the person that's handling that responsibility. When I call them and I say, hey, so-and-so the president told me to call you, they're going to pay a little bit more attention because that's the guy that's signing their checks. That's the person they're responsible to. And that that makes perfectly good sense what you're saying. I'm not suggesting we shouldn't talk to the president, but too often people are kind of closed mouth or, or a little snotty or not willing to share with uh, those those middle management, those barriers that they come up against. And by being nice, you can melt your way through those barriers. Well, no, no, I And hopefully agree. they get to the president. I agree. <laughs> and also to understand, too, the reason why sometimes there's barriers put up by people is because they look at you as cannibalism. And they think that maybe what it is that you're approaching them on is something that's not going to make them look good. They, th- they should have thought of it themselves. It's going to be more work for them, whatever their hotspot is. And if you can ask, because people don't always shut up and ask questions and listen to the answers, you can understand what someone's objectives are. Speak to those objectives in a way that's going to help them. And if it's going to help them and they like you, right, then they're going to want to help you. And then it's a whole win-win scenario. And the next thing you know, you're all doing business. Your product is promoted. Your services are sold. You know, you're living the happy life and uh, still a work of progress, but on the move. Very good. Very true. Hallelujah. (laughs) excellent well said brandy well said yes as well as you but no but but those are those are important and people don't realize you need to understand who it is that you're trying to communicate with you're not trying to communicate with the entire world who are the people that are most important to you especially as a small company from a pr perspective you have to choose like your top 10 hot list whether it be in communicating with that part of um the media whether it be communicating with that, that list of vendors that are important to you to, to, to come on board with you. All of these are important for you to go out and establish who your important publics are and then create those relationships. Because at the end of the day, if, like, look at us. We, we do work together because we like each other, <laughs> right? Yeah, hey, well, and that makes it more fun. Well, it makes it more fun, but the fact is there's no, you know, there's companies out there that do a lot of the same thing. Although I have to say you guys are super unique and you're above and beyond. So let's not use you as that example. But (laughs) for the most part, for the most part, you know, there's a lot of companies that do a lot of the same thing. And how do you, how do people choose between using your company or using another company? Right? There's like usually five differentiators, price, service, time to, you know, market, whether it's, you know, you need to buy something from it, it's going to be shipped sooner, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, What's like the bow on the decision-making process? Yeah, you always hear there's that old joke, uh, you know, it was a price, speed, service, pick two. Right, right, right. You know, and but really it, the goal is to be able to provide all three. But yeah, very, very often there's uh, one given up, and, you know, basically one is sacrificed in, in favor of the others, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And you, you, that's the balancing act, just deliver all three, price, speed, and service. Right, 100%. And? On top of that, what's really going to make someone do business with you over someone else? If they like you. Oh, absolutely. Right? The phone rings and they pick up the phone. And, that's, and, and that is so true, Randy. It's, it, it goes back to those relationships, public relations or relationships, interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd rather, people would rather do business with people they like than people they need. And, uh, that's just, and people would rather buy things they want than things they need. I mean, there's just, just the nature of, of how we are. and, and uh, you know, so that's that's important. Developing that rapport, that relationship, something you're very good at, very adept at, when you're on the ground <laughs> at an event, or when you're when you're talking on the phone, you're very good at developing a, a rapport with people and, and making people feel comfortable. 
Well, that's, thank you. That's, a, that's an important quality. I don't know if that's something that can be um, taught to some people, but it certainly can be improved in all people. Well, you know something, and thank you for saying that. And everyone's got their own style because I would never, I remember one, once upon a time I was doing some sales hey, training. Mick? Her, yes. head, her head's not going to be able to get through the door. Right? <laughs> no, you would yeah, you kill me here. <laughs> you no, know, come on. No, we love Megan. It's awesome. Please, we're love fest. It's fabulous because, you know, I, I think one of these days we just have to do a show on Mick because I'm not allowed to say, I guess, on the ear what Mick's real past has been. Oh, oh. But, oh, my God, you know, they could write a series of books based on Mick's life I, I, in a positive way. I appreciate you. You could be the new G.I. Joe doll. <laughs> I'm serious. I could I could have Nani design all of these little outfits for you, and we can market. It. There you go. Well, maybe we'll talk about that promo later. <laughs> there you go. But um, wow. Anyway, <laughs> but it's but you know but it, it, yes, it's having those fundamentals and also understanding too. There's a level between respecting someone's time because everyone's so busy and getting to the point of what you're trying to say quickly when you are reaching out to your public. You know, and, and hooking them in your messaging so that they, they come in and they stay. Um, versus, I'm umming. We have someone shadowing us here right now. Oh, very good. And he, and he brought up the umming thing. So now I'm, I'm overly umming because it's, umming is on my mind. Now I'm going to go, ah. Uh, all right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's very important to have a concise message, but have some, but enjoy yourself while you're doing it. And I think that's the key to it because like I started to say, I remember doing some sales training and I was telling people, you need to pick your own style. And I did this goofy thing where I cold called into a company and this woman said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I'm afraid he's not right, you know, he's not here right now. And I'm like, you are so not afraid that he's not here. You are psyched that your boss is out to lunch, your feet are up on your desk and you don't have to worry about him cowering over you. And she (laughs) burst out laughing. Now, like, I can do that. I can, there you, like, go. Right? you can deliver that. Yeah. I can deliver that where I can't deliver a lot of other stuff. And it's really feeling comfortable with developing your own personality that works within the constraints of the company, how they want you representing them, because that's always important. Um, and, and going with a style that works for you. These are all public relations things, people that are so important how you present yourself, enjoying what it is that you do, getting your messaging across properly and knowing who your intended audiences are. Peering those down or growing them. You know? Very good. Yes, you do know, because you do a great job at that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having fun, I tell you. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm I'm very grateful for is an opportunity to work in an environment where, hey, I I have fun going to work, have fun at work, have fun doing things like, well, this radio show. Yeah. it's not everybody that gets to, you know, once a week, you know, play radio co-host, you know. And that's, that's, that is a neat opportunity, neat experience, adds, adds more dimension, adds more variety. And, and if we can all, no matter what our professionals, look for a way to find some variety and keep it fresh, and then I think we can take that uh, happy, recharged, positive attitude with us and, into whatever Absolutely. else is that we're, we're trying to do, which if it's, if it's networking and building relationships and public relations with the, with the community at large, then... And I think that message is uh, carried over again. It goes back to the, uh, I guess, as you said, sort of the karma thing earlier. So, mm-hmm. no, um, absolutely, you know, it definitely carries over. And if you can bring your own personality into it, and be, then it's it's only going to be that much more genuine because people can perceive when you're not 
genuine, when you're not happy about something, when you're not comfortable. We've all seen somebody just struggle through a presentation um, in a, at a, an event where you know they're asked to speak publicly, and, and you feel sorry for them. Versus yeah, somebody that, that's up on front, <laughs> that's that's obviously very energized, very enthusiastic, happy to be there. You know, the message is, is received, and and sometimes you know that message from that individual you may feel sorry for. It's better received because you're so agonizingly listening to what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and you feel sorry for him. It almost, uh, you know, it gives you empathy for him. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, it all... <laughs> but, but they're, you know, at least they're being genuine, right? <laughs> Not 100%. And at the end of the day, we all spend, I think, what is it, like 80% of our time at work? And if it's not at work, it's thinking about work. So much of our lives today are involved in work. You need to love what you do. And you also need to have a, take, take a little onus on yourself as well and say, wow, I have the ability to grow this company that I'm involved with to superhero levels. Me as a person, because I can contribute to making this thing grow and grow and grow and really make an impact that creates a legacy for you as a person. And that's awesome. If you're that kind of person, there's some people that like to go to work and they do the nine to five thing. They put their time in, they think they're getting ahead and that's it. And those are okay. It's just knowing what it is that's important to you and doing it. You very know, good, I mean, very true. You know, Thomas Edison had a great it's Thomas Edison with a light bulb, right? <laughs> and a great idea with a light bulb. But if you don't market it, and people don't know about it, and you don't have a passion, you know, passion about it enough, you know, we may still all be sitting in the dark. Very true. Look at Brady's profound today. Edison, <laughs> he, he, you know, he, he's an interesting, interesting character. Somebody we can learn from, and the whole General Electric concept when he tried to pull people together, you know, so that he could create that. That synergy. He was also somebody that was that he was willing to network, and, and instead of hiding his little ideas and being all exclusive with his ideas, he teamed with other people, mm-hmm. and and so he could share his ideas, and other people share their ideas, and all of a sudden, there was there was a, a synergy that takes place, just like when two businesses form a partnership, um, Webmaster Radio and PR Web forming a partnership. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't go it alone. It takes a, it takes a team. Sometimes that team's in house. Sometimes that team's out outside of your 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 core business but it's it's a matter of working together and everybody can win and uh so you know not to uh you know sound too simple but that's it, it's it's that teamwork in and out of the office is, is so important and, and again it comes back to those personal relationships just what you said that you know you, you want to do business with people you like and and uh you know again sharing your your time and experiences is uh is something that's helpful to that end and and that being said here we are already to the top of the hour again. No, I won't let you go. I won't. Everyone wants us to stay and play. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I'm having a good time, so we can, we can, we can stay up for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. The producer's going, no, no, you can't. It's time to wrap up. I'm getting that, that finger in the ear sort of spinning thing. There you go. That means that's go. It. Let's, let's uh, continue to expand our uh, network of friends out there, and, and uh, you know, I hope all of our listeners consider us friends, and that they they feel like they can call Mick Jolly up and call Dave McInnes up and definitely call Brandy Shapiro up and talk about you know how we can help them and at the same time I think as we work together uh, that'll be helpful to us. So yay, yeah. I'm with you. All right, this well, was a I'm great show. To, to the future, it's bright, it's wonderful. Things things have uh, just been outstanding and astounding. However you want to say, it. <laughs> it's, been, it's it's been it's been a great experience and. Uh, you know, again, it's it's because of lots of other tiny efforts from lots of other people. And I appreciate the big efforts that you and Darren put out on the show. Well, I thank you. We appreciate you and your entire team at PR Web. They're like family to us. 
Thank you. And special thanks to Nicole on the air today from PR Web. All right, peace out. We'll see you next week on Cover Story.